I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, September 26, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. And happy fall, Peak Pals. As you mourn summer, why does it always go so fast? Don't forget all the wonders that fall has to offer between going on orange-hued hikes or indulging in various pumpkin-flavored products. We hope you find your fave comforts of the season. Peak Pals, what's your favorite fall activity? I went apple picking last weekend, and it's always one of my favorites. It's nice to get outside. I love apples. It's just a good time all around. So if you're looking for something to do in fall, I would recommend apple picking. But we've got a great episode for you today, Peak Pals, besides everything that you can do during fall. For our first story, ChatGPT finds its voice. For our second story, no recycled Lego bricks. And for our last story, are more strikes on the horizon. For our first story, OpenAI's latest ChatGPT update bestows the AI chatbot with the gifts of speech and sight. Here's what happened. ChatGPT can now converse with users across five chipper voice options and process images to help answer questions. The feature will be available to paid users within two weeks and to those of us who are AI freeloaders in the near future. The chatbot can leverage personal information and, per the Wall Street Journal, boasts voice capabilities that are almost indistinguishable from a human at times. Now to zoom out. In addition to giving ChatGPT a voice, OpenAI is teaming up with Spotify to clone the voices of podcast hosts to generate foreign language versions of their shows. With some of Spotify's most popular podcasters, including Lex Friedman and Bill Simmons, signing on. It matters because as ChatGPT adds new functions, it can gather more info and become more well-rounded. As it does this, it's increasingly starting to look like a wide-ranging consumer product that will compete with top voice assistants like Google Home and Alexa, as well as per Wired. Competitors are now in the offense, though. Google has been testing new ways to utilize its AI assistant, including experimenting with a robot life coach. Amazon recently previewed a language model that promises to give Alexa near-human-like conversation skills. But... With every new development comes a new set of risks. ChatGPT's newfound ability to synthesize voices comes with pretty obvious use cases for abuse, not to mention the age-old concern about data privacy vis-a-vis giving a robot a bunch of personal info. The bottom line is, it has somehow only been 10 months since ChatGPT debuted to the general public. If the rapid advancements in that short time span are any indication, we're not done seeing wildly impressive, kind of scary innovations from OpenAI anytime soon. For our second story, the world's largest toy maker is having a hard time making its little bricks eco-friendly. Danish toy maker Lego has abandoned a high-profile effort to ditch oil-based plastics from its bricks after finding that its new material, made from recycled plastic bottles, would lead to higher carbon emissions. This is per the Financial Times. Now, to produce recycled bricks at a large scale, the company would have had to buy new equipment and redesign its factories, a process that would lead to higher emissions. This all matters because it goes to show how hard it is for companies to meet their ambitious climate goals. While making Legos from recycled plastic bottles sounds great, the environmental costs of changing how businesses operate can actually cause more harm than good. But Lego is tripling its investment in sustainability initiatives by 2025, focusing on using other recyclable materials and launching charitable donation programs in Canada and the U.S. Eventually, it'll look to repurchase sets from customers and reuse them as new sets. Now to zoom out, Lego isn't the only company looking to reuse old materials. While some brands like Patagonia have always used recycled materials as part of their business model, others like Nike, Adidas, and Dell have started leaning into the strategy over recent years. 
And for our third story, as the calendar turns and labor unrest in Canada continues, the summer of strikes is evolving into the autumn of arbitration, which is way less catchy, but just as important. Now, per a new RBC report, amidst a high surge of high-profile strikes, first-year rates raises for union workers are up 7.1% as of July, the highest rate since the early 1990s. The number of unworked days due to labor action rose 25% year-over-year as of July, with the highest amount of unworked days in the first half of a year since 2002. The big picture is, the report notes taming inflation is the key to achieving employer-employee harmony. Canadians unionized or not feel that they've been victims of a historic loss in purchasing power. Reining in the cost of living would certainly result in less labor strife. These sterling wage gains are likely to spur further labor action as more unionized workers fight the cost of living crisis as their collective bargaining deals expire. Considering Canada's GDP contracted last quarter, a string of prolonged strikes risks putting the pinch on an already weakening economy. But if the economy falters and labor market continues to slow, the wage gains party could abruptly end as companies will be less able and or willing to meet demands. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great Tuesday. Bye.